Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Lake Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Wickes from Michigan State, alongside... I'm Sam Carey from the University of Iowa. Welcome to episode 11 of The Big Life. I know we say it every week, it still seems crazy. We're this far into season now. We're looking at the final week before we head into our postseason stretch. And the matchup you've been waiting for, Michigan State versus Sam Carey. Exactly, just Sam Carey, not Iowa, just Sam Carey. That's <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's actually nine of me or 10 of me that runs around the field and that's how we play. Um, I would. That's how we get it. Uh, so be ready for your scouting report. It's just really interesting. <laughs> All right. Sam Carey, Sam Carey, Sam Carey. Crazy. Uh-huh. Jordan, it's the last week. I don't, like, we say this all the time, like, the season goes by so fast, and it's unreal that we're literally already here. That hasn't hit me at all. But how are you feeling going into the last week? How's your body feeling? There's a lot of, you know, soreness and aches. I don't think anyone could say they're playing at 100% right now, um, and everyone's just kind of gritting and grinding out as you got. So how are you doing? Um, Well, personally, I'm in a little bit more of a unique scenario because I ended up, like, straining my hamstring a little bit against my Michigan game. So then I sat Thursday. Um, it healed quickly. I ended up playing kind of my normal minutes on Sunday. And then I got a little bit more rest, I think, because of that. So I'm, I'm feeling actually pretty good, a lot better than I think I did before the injury, which is weird. So now going into Thursday, I think I'll be 100%. But definitely, you know, season season's long. A lot of games still left here as we look forward to for us, hopefully, you know, it can't be over in two games. It'd be too sad. Yeah, um, no, I feel that. Trust me. And so, yeah, um, this part of the year is always crazy. And Jordan and I joked that we literally should hit record as soon as we start getting on a Zoom together because we somehow always go into a deep dive. And then we're like, oh, the podcast is not going. We have been talking for 30 minutes. Um, and the really interesting thing. So obviously, this is the Big Life podcast. So we focus on the Big Ten Conference. And it's an interesting scenario right now going on. You know, it's really hard for me right now. Obviously, we all know I'm grandma. This is my last year. So it's hard to balance going through, (laughs) um, going through, you know, trying to make every single day count and not focusing on the end result, but enjoying every moment, but also focusing on the end result because you want to know. And there's so much anticipation happening right now. So, you know, the top four spots in the Big Ten have been clinched. So congrats to Jordan, as well as Penn State, Indiana, Nebraska, And there's technically eight teams that are alive and fighting for those last four spots in the Big Ten tournament. Iowa is alive and one of them and ready to go into a weekend to do what we need to do. The good thing about us right now is we do control our own fate. You know, there are some teams that are like, well, we have to do this, but then also these teams have to do this. We are in charge of our own destiny right now and how we, you know, own that is on us. And it's definitely going to be exciting having that power kind of going into the week and using that as a little bit of motivation. Yeah. So I know there's a lot, people have different opinions about it. My question for you is how do you feel about a little bit of scoreboard watching? I know we both do it. So, I mean, I've heard good and bad things. I know our coaches say a lot of times that not to pay attention to it, just to focus on game ahead. But personally, I think like there's a balance to it, right? Like you can't only be extrinsically motivated by the results and what you need to do. Every game should be important and every game is, and that's what you learn as you come into the end here. But I think it helps a little bit with like an emotional investment. Like 
you want to know what's happening, what's going on in the conference and the teams you're playing. So, you know, my personal opinion, I think a little bit of scoreboard watching could be a good thing. Yeah. I want to know your thoughts and opinions on it because I know there's a lot of differing ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you. Like, like you said, you can't focus everything. Like I cannot not even think about my game against Michigan on Thursday because I'm focusing on what these other teams are doing. That being said, like if you need something to grind for, you have to know that there's something there. Frankly put, like last year, Iowa, at this time of the year, we pretty much knew we were done. We were in one of those situations. I think at that point, like we had to win both games and we had two really hard games in front of us and like three teams needed to lose. And, you know, a lot had to happen for us to make the Big Ten tournament. And we kind of all were aware that we weren't. And so being from a team that was in a position last year that had our season cut short and not what we wanted, you know, we didn't really buy into the scoreboard watching because we're like, oh, well, let's go have fun. That being said, this year, we have something to play for. We do have skin in the game. You know, I feel very confident with how deep this Big Ten is that a lot of Big Ten teams are getting pulled into the NCAA tournament this year. I know there's so many different, you know, way too early projections. And based on these algorithms, this is what people are saying. And right now they're saying that potentially nine teams from the Big Ten could be making the NCAA tournament based on like the typical thresholds. And I could definitely see it being eight, meaning like every team that makes the big 10 tournament makes the NCAA tournament. So that being said, as a team that like in Iowa, that the last time we were an at large bid to the NCAA tournament was my freshman year. Like that gives you that motivation. If you're not motivated after hearing that and that you have skin in the game and because of the scoreboard watching, you have that potential, like you shouldn't even be on the field. So as much as you can't focus on it, I think it does add that a little bit of extra weight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know, there's definitely there's definitely a balance to it, but it's not it's not all bad. No, absolutely. So you had an interesting week with a tie against a good Indiana team this year and a win. Give us a little bit of insight into the week, how it went. Obviously, personally, we know for you, but a little bit into the how the team's feeling right now. Yeah. So I think for me, like that was probably the hardest game of the season, not being able to play and knowing how important it was for us. And there was like a lot of guilt. And I can't tell if maybe it's like well put or I have too big of an ego where I'm like, if I were out there, I could have made a difference. Not that I don't have faith in my team or anything of that nature, but it's so hard. I feel like you let them down by not being healthy and not being able to play and be out there and to to provide on the field in that sense when I typically would be. So it was definitely it was the hardest game of the season, I think, for me on a personal level, just having to watch and having no control over anything going on there and just dealing with all the emotions that went with it, knowing how important it was and, and watching that scoreboard kind of tick down with a tie when I think, you know, we we should have could have would have won um on any other day with uh with that I think we didn't play our best we had a poor first half we came out second half and I think we showed up as a typical Michigan State but you sleep for 45 minutes and you know you're gonna you're gonna put one in the back of the net that's what teams do at this level so you know that was a really really hard game and then turning around and being able to kind of compete again on Sunday you know it was it was a great win it's the first time we ever won away at Rutgers um so you know love love making history here again at Michigan State it seems like every time we go through and we do something it's it's another you know another one for the history book so uh never gets old that feeling's always a good one and uh it was it was a great win it was a great team win to turn around and do that and to know that we're still 
we're still in the running. We still have a lot to play for these next two games and that we are guaranteed a third one. You know, we're, our season's not over yet. We have three guaranteed games left and we got to put in the work to make sure our season goes as long as possible. It's not only do we have to capitalize on these next two games, but we have to make sure we're setting ourselves up for success in the postseason with our mentality, the way we're training, the way we're preparing, it's still getting better so that our season doesn't end too short. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's very interesting because we're in two different boats right now. Like, you know, at this point you get a third game and we don't, and it all comes down to this week for us. And I think that was a reality check for us this week. You know, we were expected to beat Northwestern. I think Northwestern is a team that is way better than their record shows. I think they have a lot of talent to them. And, you know, it was one of those games, and I'm sure almost every soccer player has had a game like this, where I remember just laughing at one point and being like, dang, this is just not meant to be right now. Like, there has to be some kind of, like, bigger picture, bigger thing happening, and, like, we joke all the time at Iowa that we love to make our lives way more complicated than we need to. It's just our favorite thing in the world. Um, and we did that, you know, if we would have won both games this weekend, we would have been sitting in a better position going into, you know, this coming one and against Northwestern, you know, it was, I think they had four or five goal line saves, which credit to their back line, man. Like that was great for them. But at one point I remember being like, dang, like this just isn't it right now, huh? But I was really proud of our group. You know, we had Maryland at home and we just, it was bounce back time. And at that point it was a must win at this, that, in that scenario that we had to win and we couldn't afford anything else. And that's how we came out scoring in the first three minutes, you know, always sets a great tone and being able to finish five zero is a nice win, a nice way to solidify a good weekend in any sort of way. You know, we joke all the time that I'm a grandma and whatnot and that was where it hit me. You know, last yesterday, I guess Sunday was my last game on my Iowa soccer field. And I cried so many tears, bro. Like it was at one point, our athletic trainer did come up to me and literally was like, you're crying a lot. And I was like, dude, don't talk to me right now. And it was an interesting to manage. You know, I really wasn't sure how it was going to hit me. I knew I was going to be upset, of course, but like being, it's a, it's a feeling I've genuinely never felt. For me, leaving high school wasn't an issue. I left high school early, so I didn't even have a senior year. Like, I never had, like, a moment where I'm like, dang, like, I'm saying goodbye to something that I've cared about for so long. And for whatever reason, walking off that field yesterday felt awful. At one point, I got stomped off the field because I just got hit in the head and I had to go up. And, like, I was just crying. And my coach was like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, put me back on the field. Like, I was a mess, bro. And after the field, when the final whistle, like you would have thought we lost with the amount of tears that were coming out. It was unreal. But I was so excited that I got to feel that. It was something that, as obviously no one wants to feel sad. No one wants to cry in that whole situation. But I'm so thankful that I have a place that I'm so, that leaving is so hard. And all the memories I made there and being able, my whole family was at the game, hugging them after, hugging my team. There's so many pictures of me ugly crying in the Iowa media discography that I'm terrified they're going to use at any moment. It's like, it's bad, man. Um, hugging my coaches though, and all those things, it's, it was a feeling I definitely will never forget. And I know that using that as motivation too. And the fact that like, I played my last game on the Iowa game field, but I'm not ready for this week to be my last game in college soccer. And using that is really exciting too. And knowing that I'm not done yet. And I still get way more memories of training on that field and being around this group. 
Yeah, I I can't even imagine. Like I'm already getting emotional talking with my academic advisors about like my plan and stuff. And I'm like, I only have two semesters left after this. Like that's it. One more fall, you know, as you're looking forward. Cause no matter what, like you don't play in that spring, you know, because what are you playing for? <laughs> you're done. So like I can't even imagine like the amount of emotions, you know. I think you know, we talked a little bit about our differences. I absolutely loved my high school and adored that experience. And I mean, I sat there for probably a good 20 minutes just on the field crying after that game, after that loss, knowing it was my last. I am not ready for that to be the reality at Michigan State. But it has to be like pretty motivating. There's a whole new level I think you achieve when you're not playing for the end of the season, you're not playing for you know yourself or others or anything else, but you're you're playing for your life. Like you are playing to keep your college career going. Like this is it. You lose and you're done. And there's like a whole new level. I think you you hit when it comes to that. So may make things a little bit more interesting than I would hope on on Sunday here when I have to go up against this you know new achieved Sam Carey on that you're getting a deep level of me babes like you're not even getting the August version you're getting the scrappy let's go version so I would be a little concerned I know we're, we'll get to our little interview we just did where I got threatened to get double net mugged um but we'll, we'll be seeing that one man all right well that being said Jordan we talked about your week we've talked about mine We've talked about that I'm a grandma and I had way too many tears yesterday. Well, we thought it would be appropriate since so many things were a little outdated on. Apparently we're old and little things like that. So bring on some young blood into the podcast. So we are so happy to have standout star freshman from Michigan State, Bella Nigeria here on the podcast, living her best life, filling us in on all things freshman and being an impact player as a freshman yeah we heard you guys a lot of questions about the recruiting process things of that nature um I don't think there's anyone else that's better to tell the story with the amount of success she's had and the way she's been able to integrate herself on the field and into the team so really really appreciate her coming on huge fan obviously so thanks Bella and uh enjoy the interview welcome to the big life with us we have our very own Michigan State freshman Bella here, number 54 on the top 100 freshman list, and with seven goals and three assists already in her freshman year. Freshman phenom, absolute standout, had an absolute banger, you know, this week for us, yeah. So as a freshman, you come into the season, what were some of the expectations you had as you kind of Mm -hmm. joined us as, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the youngings on the team? Yeah, well, definitely for myself, I had a lot of high expectations because I would say I'm a pretty disciplined athlete in person. And just watching my sister, she also played college soccer. So I kind of always like looked up to her and kind of wanted to follow in her footsteps and always like be better than her. So, um, yeah, coming in, I just knew that everyone was really good. And I just had to step up everything I did because every everyone was um, really competitive and high quality players. So I just try to like see what you guys were doing and you guys really helped me like involve and the team and I didn't really feel like a freshman coming in and yeah I feel like the support here really helped me like grow into the player I am right now that's awesome that's awesome to be here um side note I'm sure we'll talk about this all in the brief and post interview but this is the big week that we have been hinting at this entire podcast where Michigan State and Iowa show down finally show off against each other so I would like to say like if you want to give me any of the pregame scoop Bella right now like I won't I won't tell anyone um you oh, can just no. You can just feed it to me. Um, that being said, you know, as a freshman starting, we've talked a lot about this podcast. That was a journey that I was lucky enough to be in as well. 
what would you say the biggest thing or the biggest shock was when you came to the college game? Definitely the speed of play for me. I mean, with my club team, everyone was um, very good, and they also went to a lot of D1 schools, but I'd say, like, right away coming in here, like, the two, first two weeks of preseason, I was, like, kind of shocked by, like, how good everyone was, and, like, everyone's touch was amazing. Like, everyone was super fast and fit. And yeah, that kind of shocked me because I was always kind of used to being one of the better team, better players on my team. And so, yeah. That's awesome. And a little bit more about you. Can you tell people, you know, we talk about the big life all the time and obviously you chose to go to a Big Ten school with Michigan State. Why Michigan State and why the Big Ten? Well, my recruiting process was kind of uh, very patient, I would say. I talked to a lot of schools, went on a lot of visits. Um, right when I came here, I just loved the campus. I like like being outdoors and here it's like really big campus. So I love that about it. And the coaches I connected with right away, each one of them, I felt like I had a really good relationship with them. And yeah, I talked to some of the teammates here. Uh, like I already knew Z before because she was on the clips too. And she kind of talked about the team dynamic. And I really liked like what she was saying about how everyone was super uh, connected with one another here. And yeah, so that really helped me talking with Z and just kind of getting an inside scoop on what Michigan State was all about. I don't think I even realized that, that you and Z knew each other prior to coming out. <laughs> We've well, decided Jordan didn't know anything until she came to Michigan State. But the nicest way possible, she was a little disconnected from things. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really incredible looking back that I made it. But um, we're, we're here. So, <laughs> you know, clearly my, as you alluded to, process was very different. And Sam, being the grandma she is, you know... <laughs> happened so long ago she couldn't even remember it uh it's very different in today's world so you're the first class coming in kind of post-covid recruitment things of that nature with all the rules in place because they were implemented halfway through I think my recruiting yeah. process so as you go through it what was your recruiting process kind of like were you sending out like highlight films or was it you know I see a lot of kids have these social media accounts just mm -hmm. for soccer now. Did yeah. you have any of that type of stuff? Or Yeah, I got Twitter right away because I knew that social media was kind of getting like big involvement in the recruiting process. I went to a bunch of camps in the summer before I could talk to the coaches. And it was kind of weird because I would like go up to the coaches and they'd be like, sorry, we can't say anything, which was like different from what my sister experienced too. So I sent a lot of emails and like my highlight clips and then once uh, June 15th hit, like I started talking to the coaches and then that's when like the relationship started going and then I could visit the schools. But yeah, it's very different from what like the past times <laughs> I would say. I think it's honestly better because we had more time to really process and like really think about what school was best for us. That's when did you end up committing to college? Um, I think I committed November, I would say. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I was really patient with my decision. I was very indecisive. It was a little stressful for me, but it all worked out. That's awesome. Where did your sister play college soccer at? Uh, she played at Iowa State, and now she's at Kentucky for her fifth year. She's, oh, well, okay, your sister's Claudia. Yes. Sorry, small world. I didn't realize that. So obviously being at Iowa. Oh, yeah, you played like, against her, yeah. Yeah, played against her, and I know she was really close with, like, Haley Rydberg, who's, like, one yeah. of my best. Yeah, soccer's a small world. We talk about it all the time. So that's too crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the Ryber family. They're so nice. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Um, so yeah, transitioning into freshman year, obviously, you know, we talk about the game changes a little bit and all those different aspects. What did you feel that you did either best prepared you to come in and be successful from the impact or what do you wish you would have done more of? I would say what best prepared me was the summer transitioning into the college. Like every every day I would go out and shoot and do the fitness packet and stuff. 
So I think that really helped me with like my fitness level, trying to be prepared for the college standards and also just like working out with my sister really helped since she was obviously like college athlete. So she knows all that. And just like she helped me compete every day and like push me even when I was tired. And yeah, I think that really helped me. That's awesome. And so what do you think? Obviously you had an insider scoop. You have an older sister, you know, Jordan and I actually talk a lot about how like we didn't have those role models and those older sisters growing up, which is why we kind of started all of this. So people kind of have that insight. Yeah. Though that being said, I'm sure there's a lot of things that still hit you out of the blue that you weren't expecting. So what was the biggest surprise to you when it came into coming into college athletics? Probably how busy the schedule is going on, especially since season starts right away. Like bam, you have soccer right away. And then the schoolwork starts, which is also different from high school. Like I only have like two classes a day and a lot of free time. So just like really being able to manage my time effectively, which getting like all my schoolwork done and then being also prepared for soccer practices and games was was uh, a little different from my high school experience. Were you, because, you know, I know I wasn't maybe your typical college kid coming into this, but I think one of the things that surprised me the most coming in was like the scouting and how Mm -hmm. smart the game is, how much you have to study it on paper, on film, things of that nature. Having your sister, did she kind of prepare you for that or was that still kind of a shock coming into it? Yeah, I would say that was a shock. She didn't really talk about that side of the game, but yeah, definitely a scout takes a while every week, just how in depth it is and like knowing based on your position like what you should know for the games and which players to like know everything about which was really different and just like film watching film like talking with the coaches about film was definitely a crucial like part that was new to me so what's the scout for Iowa (laughs) 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 ballad ballad we have (laughs) games on Thursday first you have to deal with but I I gotta keep dropping that that little bugger in there um So being able to contribute immediately, you know, being on that top freshman list that just dropped and everything like that, is that something you expected? Is that something that you didn't know was coming? And, you know, with that, how has it been? You know, how is it to balance all of this stuff? I mean, it's been awesome. I definitely wasn't expecting to make this big of a contribution right away, especially as a freshman. Like, it's really hard to transition and, like, make an impact. But I really tried to work hard like every day in preseason and just trying to like be the best that I can for the team. And yeah, it just worked out. I wasn't really expecting all that stuff, but yeah, I'm grateful for it. Absolutely. That's awesome. And what do you think, you know, obviously you said you have scout, you have a schedule, you have all these different things that kind of hit you at different times and then you're traveling and the craziness. What has helped you most, do you think, throughout the process that you've been through so far? definitely my teammates like my upperclassmen Joe um yeah they didn't are... you to say that or anything right like we can we can be real here <laughs> no I'm kidding no um I prepped her for this don't worry yeah you hear that Jeff <laughs> um yeah I mean they already went through the experience of being a freshman so they kind of like helped me out and whenever I have stats homework I mean I go to Joe because she's STEM majors so she helps me out with that during travel but yeah I just think they really all support me and like all the freshmen if there's anything we need we can always talk to one of them and I also think the academic center we have here is really helpful because we have to do a certain amount of study hours uh, every week and we have an academic advisor that really like helps us if we need a tutor or something like that or if we're struggling so that's definitely been a big help yeah, for sure. So we've talked about a little bit the academic portion, you know, the soccer portion. What about your relationships as you come into it? Because 
for me, I was one of five as our original kind of starting class. Mm -hmm. You're one of 10. Mm -hmm. What's it like having a big class coming in mm -hmm. and kind of having all those girls surrounding yeah. you? Um, it's super fun and interesting, I would say. There's a lot of different personalities, but yeah, honestly, I think it's really great because different people I can lean on at different times, um, especially like I have different relationships with all of them. But yeah, I think we're a great little group. <laughs> I don't know if you'd say so. Uh, no I'd agree you guys are a really good group I think you guys balance each other well mm -hmm. you have a lot of a lot of different personalities yeah. definitely in your guys's group keeps things interesting yeah exactly okay a little bit more personal obviously you're about 15 16 games into your college years and everything like that what has been one of your favorite moments or memories so far mm. meeting me <laughs> you know Jordan Jordan it's just Jordan just Jordan Wiggins. Oh, what can I say? Actually, I was scared of Jordan at first. Oh, please tell me more. Please drop my first question. Tell me everything. Um, well, she didn't really talk to me. I talked to all the other upperclassmen. She just kind of like stayed in the corner. Like maybe she was scared of the freshman. I, I don't know. But I mean, look at you. Like, can you blame me? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just scared or something. Um, but as I talked to her more, she she became more nice. So now we have a we have a good relationship now. I, I'm I, glad you agree. I mean, I think it's the RBF. It really yeah, does me dirty. It oh, just, yeah. and, and like other like upperclassmen go up to the freshman right away and just be like, oh my God, hey, and like try to build a relationship with Joe and just like stand in the corner <laughs> doing her own thing. Jordan was depressed. Jordan was broken ankle on the sideline. That's true. Just, she like, was, if we can flash back to around episode two or three of this podcast, I think we understand that Jordan was dealing with her own stuff at this time. <laughs> yeah I was very okay. yeah she was a little sad in the beginning so I understand sad. yeah it's all right I was like this jerk of a friend is gonna take my spot yeah I did play forward last game so I know I know I was out with my hammy injury and this one of the our opportunity and it was like yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be the starting forward I'm just trying to be like Joe simple simple yeah. um I forgot your question I did too <laughs> sorry what was your highlight of the season thus far? Oh, okay. Almost done with the season. Other yeah. than meeting me as established. Highlight of the season. Um, I really liked our away trips. I think they really help us like bond together. And I loved all my like roommates that I got. And we just get to talk about life and everything together. Okay. Um, that's the best part is I was just about to ask you. So, so far, what is your biggest pet peeve of a hotel roommate? Biggest pet peeve. I feel like I don't really have one. Unless they're, like, doing homework really loud or late. I don't really like when people type really loud on their keyboard. <laughs> and if they're, like, listening to, like, a lecture really loud and I'm also do so doing something, I'm just, like, put your headphones on maybe. But, <laughs> yeah. All I right. Say, I don't really have. I don't think yeah. anyone on our team really snores. Yeah. But last year we had a snore. <laughs> and I think that would have, like, absolutely driven me up a wall. Yeah. I'm going to out a girl on our team right now. We have one girl who, and she knows that it's not like drives me crazy. I can't room with her anymore. She brings a white noise machine on every trip. So like, like full on machine, like everything. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I cannot deal with it. Really? You don't like the white noise? I like, not even that I care. It's just the fact that you bring an entire machine. Just, I don't know, something about it. It gives me the egg. Like I can't do it. We have two of those on our team, and I roomed with both of them. But I, Dude, actually, I can't do it. <laughs> they're like the highest level of high maintenance when you go to hotels. Like they will, if someone doesn't supply them with 
a, like a fan or a white noise machine they will literally go to the store and buy one just for the trip like their needs they have their their ways and there's no going around it there's no conversation like there will be a fan there will be the white noise that's highest level high maintenance shout out reagan cox and mj um, love you guys love you guys roommates <laughs> maybe not so much oh my gosh okay so bella you play a great club that you know we talk about as one of the elite clubs in the country with Eclipse and everything like that. Can you talk about how you felt prepared from that standpoint going into college and what they kind of did getting you ready for this process? Yeah, um, I think that ECNL is a really high level program. And I think every team that we played just like was very competitive and helped me progress into the college level because a bunch of the ECNL girls were going on to play like big D1 schools too. Like a bunch of my teammates are at really good schools right now. And I feel like the practices that we had really helped me develop into the player I could become in the college level and also the coaches that I had obviously they're really smart with their game so they knew how to develop me into the right player and just like make me prepared for the college level experience and you know going off of that I feel like we talk all the time about this transition and about you know there's so many highs and lows moments of you know maybe being homesick the part of things that aren't about soccer just being a freshman in college how has that been you know have you been able to you feel like have the best of both worlds and ways has there been moments where like you you know miss things or whatever like how are you feeling with that transition on top of playing big 10 soccer yeah well I'm definitely a lot more tired than I was in high school (laughs) whenever I get the chance to nap I always take it yeah but I love it here I think the dorms are even though they're a little uh, a little musty sometimes I think they're a great experience to just meet other athletes. We're friends with a bunch of field hockey players now, softball, gymnastics too. I forgot about them. want to shout out my gymnastics girls. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. And we also have the boys soccer team in our dorm. So it really just helped us like connect with other athletes and really just provide another like relationship aspect to just being the girls soccer team. I think I would just explode with my <laughs> just hanging out with the freshmen, but yeah, I think it's been a good experience of both soccer and school. I think it's what I envisioned it to be. I got a actual dorm tour today. Um, she did. Yeah, so you, I think you did a nice job. It's it's cute. <laughs> you guys all have pretty decent dorms. Yeah. Um, you know, so do you guys room with soccer players or do you not? I've heard like different theories at different schools about what people do. So how does it work for you guys and roommates? Yeah, well, we room with another soccer player, but then we share a bathroom with another sport. So I share my bathroom with two softball players, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's a really unique aspect. I hadn't heard about that. You know, we don't have the pleasure of, we don't do the sweet style, I guess, rooms at Iowa. So we also room with soccer players, but that's a really cool, you know, you get your community outside, but also the person in the same rooms on the same schedule as you and different mm-hmm. things like that. So that's a cool way to do it. I think it helps with a little bit what we talked about last episode with the sounding board of having someone outside of your sport that understands what it is to be an athlete, but can also take a step back from being a part of the team where you can just rant, you can do whatever you need to do, where they understand it, but they're not directly involved with it. It makes the world a little bit bigger where mm-hmm. sometimes when we're in it, you know, and just me and Bella are talking, I think things can seem really, really small because yeah. we're, you know, are both so close to the scenario. I'm a big fan. I think everyone should do dorms for one year. Just one year. Yeah. <laughs> no more than that. Yeah, I don't know about two. Yeah, do it iffy. But I think everyone should do dorms for one year. You get to meet so many people in them mm-hmm. and really have that bonding and connectivity. Connectivity? I'm going to go with it. <laughs> sure. sure. But be honest, Bella, we're going to act like your roommate never hears this. On a scale of one to 10, who uh how messy is the room right now jordan you were just in it how messy are we at like a zero it's like really oh 
Dude, that's not even a dorm experience then. <laughs> no, like no, we're both really clean. So, yeah. You yeah. know, I should have taken like... pictures while I was there if I would have known. <laughs> Dude, my roommate, like horror story. And she might even listen to this. Sorry, babes. I'm going to tell your horror, whatever. We had bunk beds, right? And like, so I was on the bottom bunk. She was on the top bunk. And she would forget that she took out her, like, she didn't take out her contacts when she went to the bathroom. So, like, laying in bed, she wouldn't want to get back out of bed. So, she would take out her contacts and put it on her, like, bed stand. But then she would shake in her sleep and her dried-ass contacts would fall onto me in the middle of the night. And, like, at that, I was like, yeah, we're done. Like, I cannot do this anymore. Oh, gosh. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, something like that, I don't count it as a dorm experience. I don't know. All I'm saying it sometimes takes us a while to take out a garbage, I might say, but um, other than that, we're pretty clean. I'd say some of the other freshmen, though, are a little messy, not gonna lie, but <laughs> yeah, I like things organized in my room, so. I was impressed. It is, it's very, very clean. It's very cute, but you think you guys, yeah. I was surprised. It's not what I expected. Oh, I expected okay. you to be messy. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Sure. But none of you All guys right. surprised in your closet. None of you have clothes. Like your closets are like empty. Oh. Yeah, like, there's no space for all my clothes. Did you see my underneath the bed? My drawers? Oh yeah, I think I'm and Mimi has no clothes. Yeah. Mimi has no clothes. I don't know where her clothes are, but she doesn't own any, I don't think. I think she just wears Michigan State so but it's literally all that's in there. No, mine yeah, I have stuff underneath my bed. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay so obviously you learned that bill is actually clean unlike you have guessed bella what have you learned about jordan this year that she's actually nice <laughs> no is it that bad no rbf goes hard i was like your rbf is just getting thrown out under the bus right now man no when i would watch games online last year i was like oh my god like is she gonna be really mean because she's so good oh even on well yeah even like during games Come, well you're just actually so yeah, during games, i can so I see like, that yeah. i'm really focused on the balding <laughs> i was gonna say how's the balding update <laughs> i threw out the black headband um it seems to it wasn't that good of luck because i scored yeah, two goals against michigan true. so that's true it was though i did tear my hammy so mm-hmm. maybe it even not maybe i should bring the headband back <laughs> uh, i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh oh my lord all right well bella Towards the end of freshman year, crazy, it's already that point where we're starting to talk about preseason, our postseason and all these things. What goals do you have left for your freshman year? Oh, wow. Beat Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably win our last two games. We'll see on Sunday. How oh, I'm saying? Yeah, get ready. See how... Uh, What's up, Sam Carey? <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, Meg Sam Carey. Yeah. Definitely, for you. definitely a goal for me. We have the same goal. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you'll get double baked. I don't know. We'll see. Oh. We just stand there and we start passing <laughs> the ball back and forth. happens. Like at that point, I'm just gonna sit down. I'm gonna be like, you know what? Like it's been real for me. Probably assist a goal against Iowa. All right. <laughs> score it too. Yeah, probably. Maybe score. Yeah. I'd say make the NCAA tournament. I feel like that's a really cool experience for teams to go through so hopefully do that and yeah just see how postseason goes and try to do the best we can that's awesome that's so cool well thank you so much for your time i know just bringing in an insight like jordan said i'm a grandma jordan's halfway to her like grandma ship and everything yeah. going on i know i know so we're we're a little outdated at this point so have to check in with the freshmen see how the freshman experience is going in the big 10 we're so happy that you joined us well thank one, you for having one me last question before we go because i think yeah <laughs> okay as you kind of wrap up your freshman year what's 
the one thing or one piece of advice you'd have to anyone as they come in, you know, their senior year of high school now before they kind of enter this whole craziness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely keep working hard. Um, enjoy every moment and just take it day by day because that's all you can do. Yeah, that's what I'd say. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We deeply appreciate it. And good luck on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See you Sunday. See you Sunday. <laughs> All right. Once again, we are so, so thankful for Bella coming on and sharing a bit of her experience of being a freshman and, you know, having that standout role and what that means to, you know, have that. And so we're so happy for her. I'll be happier for her on Monday of next week. But Jordan, it's go time, man. How are we feeling? motivated, pumped up, ready to double meg you with my, you know, best friend, Bella, who thought I was terrifying, apparently. That was the best part of the interview. Like, screw every other question. I love just hearing about Jordan's RBF. It's my favorite part. No, like, because she's definitely not the first one to have told me that. Like, every year, the group that comes in, I guess this is only the second group, but, or even the transfers that come in are like, I thought you were going to be a raging bitch. And I'm like, dude, I'm so nice, right? That's so funny because I was a roommate with one of our freshmen a couple weeks ago. And, you know, like, I like my, the joking nickname on the team is that my nickname's Scary Carrie because my first name's us and then Carrie. So it spells the word scary. So yeah, Scary Carrie is my nickname. And I was like asking a freshman, I was like, hey, so like, what were your first impressions of me? Trying to be like, oh, I was so scared of you. All this stuff, you know, hype my ego a little bit. She goes, oh, I wasn't intimidated at all. I go, oh. That made me feel really good. She was like, you were just so nice. And I'm like, oh, I was really trying hard to not be. So yeah, apparently I did not give that off. So happy that one of us succeeded in that regard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to take it as a compliment. You know, they're in my, I'm intimidating. I'm not scared. Exactly. It's fierce. Yeah, All right. I'm well, since, <laughs> since we started this podcast, this week has been the topic of conversation of what is going to happen when Sam and Jordan finally face off. Well, it's all going down on Sunday at one o'clock in East Lansing, and it's going to be a good one. We obviously both have two important games before that that we're looking forward to. Jordan plays Illinois. We are at Michigan in Ann Arbor, which is always also a hard game as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, screw them. Right. Jordan, going into this face-off, what are you most looking forward to? Like literally just going against you. I think like... I knew your name and I knew kind of who you were, but I was so just oblivious to everything my first two years. Like, I don't remember really playing against you. I obviously knew who you were. You were in our scouting report and oh, things like that. Oh, I was in your scouting report. Tell me more, actually. No, I'm kidding. You were the, what we call Nemo. It's um, the worst player on the team. Ballad, ballad. <laughs> One you can really get after. So it was like Sam Carey, not good in parentheses. Fair enough. I've heard it before. you know so I'm really excited to like now that I actually know you like that's my favorite part every time I play against a friend or someone I know or a teammate and just being able to like feel like it elevates things and of course like for the defender I'm so excited to just like turn you meg you you know break your ankles a little bit score some goals on you like I'm so looking forward to that oh my gosh this is gonna get ugly are we gonna be able to stop laughing it's gonna be my question like I it's gonna be an interesting part of like the balance so I'm excited to see it all go down because I know I struggle with it because I just start laughing all the time which is not the tone for Sunday yeah I was gonna ask because like I'm definitely more of like if I know you I'm gonna like talk to you a little bit 
Yeah. Okay. So I, some people get so serious and they're like, you know, just, I don't care who it is or whatever. And they're like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> like over here, like skipping, like, oh, oh wow. yeah, we're just playing some soccer. No, honestly, it's always <laughs> a reminder. Like in a real serious note, soccer is a game. And I think it's really hard to forget that or even remember that sometimes. And so like when you play against friends and we joke all the time, that this is such a small world and we do know a lot of people. So like, it's a big moment to realize like, there's this one really cool thing that brought us all together. So obviously I'm rooting for an Iowa win and I'm so excited for this experience, but you know, at the end of the day, there's something really special that brought us both together. And that's also something to celebrate too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been such an amazing journey, 11 weeks in like for this all to come to fruition in the way it has. And for really we've been hyping up this moment, you know, to come Sunday it's uh, it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a good one, and I think it it definitely has a little bit more meaning than it has in the past, knowing that how far we've come and what we've done together with this podcast and all of that. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm not even. I'm just excited. Good. That's awesome. And you know, for those if you don't care about this podcast, which obviously you're listening, so you do and you should. There's meaning to this game beyond that. There is a scenario where this is my last college game. There is a scenario where this game affects seeding in the Big Ten tournament. There's a scenario where a win for either team can affect, you know, NCAA tournament standings and at-large bids and seeding in that regard. So we are at a point in the season where every game matters for an extenuating reason. Neither of us are eliminated. We're both in this game ready to go drive into postseason. So it's going to be an exciting one and definitely one that people should be tuning into. Absolutely. Highly recommend All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Big Life. Thank you, as always, for supporting us. Like, subscribe, share, all those fun things that people tell you to do. We always appreciate it. And as always, soccer on. Absolutely. If you guys have any more questions about recruiting process or anything that Bella may not have answered, any guests you recommend or really want to see us interview, always feel free to let us know. And uh, bye, guys. See ya.